0: Is this thing on welcome to the safe space you didn't know you needed pour glass and join us you are now tuning into goddess culture with jordan and Shanice. thank you for tuning into episode 71. if you didn't know jordan and i are
1: champions for writing that shit down on today's episode we share some of our journal entries from 2020. we're looking back to recognize how much we have grown from spaces we thought we would never move on from We created a safe space in our journals, and we want to encourage you to do the same. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, and thanks for listening.
0: Welcome back to Goddess Culture Podcast, episode 71, our first episode of the year, 2023.
1: Yeah. 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 And we're starting the year off with coffee, not alcohol. Yeah, so we're this not is drinking. Like, what
0: are you drinking today? What's your coffee? I'm water? having a tall iced chai tea latte mm-hmm. with almond milk. Nice. From Starbucks. Nice, nice. I'm having a grande uh, pistachio latte with almond almond milk. I don't know why I can get that today. <laughs> <laughs> Almonds milk. Yeah, um... Good choice. Shenice treated me um today. Yeah, Very is...
1: nice. And we're gonna drink later, so yeah. I don't want y'all
0: to think <laughs> <laughs> like don't get it twisted. We're just Oh, you have to talk about your soft life thing
1: too. What soft life thing? The thing you're doing. Oh, the seventy five soft.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I can talk about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, let's um let's get into the episode. As always. If you like what you hear, please comment, rate and subscribe. And take it a step further and send it to somebody who you think would enjoy God's culture as well. Y'all know we really depend on y'all letting us know that you like the episodes and giving us your feedback because that's what um, spreads the show far and wide. Um, but yeah, let's get into the news. First, let's start with thank you Spotify for our super cute gift. If you have been on our Instagram lately, you'll see Shanice posted the neon sign that Spotify gifted us. Um, Just a reminder, we were invited to Spotify supper at the end of last year, met some incredible podcasters in the New York area, um, got to connect with the Spotify team, and they sent us a little thank you. Yeah. Um, first of all, when the box showed up, it was
1: humongous. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> Spotify. What are you sending? What in? are you sending <laughs> us? And we were so excited. It's such a thoughtful gift. If you saw it on the um, on Instagram, my little sister's actually holding it up, and it says like "Recording" in a neon sign, and it's just really thoughtful. Like it's something a constant reminder of like, okay, we we're on episode seventy one. Clearly, somebody's out here listening, yeah, <laughs> listening to this podcast. Yeah, somebody is Because I can remember a point. I was like, Jordan, who even listens to yeah, who
0: Yeah, when we were getting 30 listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: like, we just we just be talking, yeah. and people clearly be listening. So thank you guys for, you know, getting us to this point. And so excited to see where this year takes us. Yeah, and
0: as a reminder, you know, if you would like to sponsor, an episode of God's Culture, mm. hit us up, info at Goddess culture, ex- GoddessXCulture.com. It is in the link in our bio. Yep. It is on our website. Um, We're welcoming all the sponsors. We're opening ourselves up to all the financial possibilities. Amen. Um, that help us pay for this uh, endeavor. And not out of pocket. You know, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. amen. Um, the next thing is Valentine's Day is coming up. I don't know when y'all are going to listen to this episode. Hopefully before... February 14th but Sam's Club is having a deal where you can get 100 roses for $100 oh that's nice so if you like to send your boo your bae your girl your man whatever roses um Sam's Club that's a steal because if you try to get 100 roses from a florist you're looking at $300 easily yeah um, are you going to send me roses? Would you like some roses? You want some <laughs> roses for me? I really would. Nah, know, that. honestly, me and Shanice are like sisters. But honestly, um, if we're not married in the next couple of years, we're going to marry each other. Yeah. So I can start now. That's already been decided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, take it. You know, this is a reminder that even if, quote unquote, Valentine's is not Valentine's Day is not your thing, It doesn't matter if it's your thing, if it's their thing. Right. You know, because it's it's just very easy to pour into the people that you love. And doing something like a card and a teddy bear and some chocolates just really helps the person who does like Valentine's Day feel appreciated and seen. And, like, you care about what's important to them. So just a reminder that, like, if you're a man out there who says, you know, that's not my thing, you know. Yeah. Watching whatever NASCAR is not her thing neither but she does it because she you enjoy it right so and i
1: personally i'm a lover girl like i love love
0: i Me love too. anything that
1: exudes love and i just like seeing people loved on yeah. so if it's something where you don't like valentines day just because you think like oh it's like trending or yeah. like that type of popular or it makes
0: you soft it's okay it's okay come
1: on like who wouldn't love to feel loved by their significant other You know, and any day, but especially on Valentine's Day. So make sure that you, you know, you show the person you love
0: a little love. Mm -hmm. Especially for the people who would be like, I show her love all the time. You know, unless you unless it's an outward expression, it's not the same. It's not. You know, so many people think it's like not. They think it's like it's too they're too cool to do shit like that. Like if you don't do that shit every day, do it on Valentine's Day at least. At least like, come on. Also your
1: moms, your grandmoms, like everybody nieces,
0: like, yeah, everybody just a cute little something. I um, hate to, like, turn this in a dark way, but, like, I'm going to give just a couple of seconds to the whole blue face and Christian having a baby thing. Um, last week, my line sister was over and she turned on freaking Zeus TV and we watched a few episodes. Let me just tell you, that is the, the scariest display of a relationship I've ever seen in my life. Um, they both have their issues a thousand percent. However, my assessment is like she's very love depraved and like attention depraved and or deprived. I don't know why I can't speak today. Um, but she looks for love in people and I think Blueface is somebody she's found that attention in. But he is a narcissist and is like a womanizer.
1: Right. Um
0: and that's probably got old word to use, but like anybody who says are you a bitch or the N-word? And I'm only trying to be with a bitch. And the girl is just trying to say that she doesn't like to be called a bitch. She'd prefer to be called her name, but he can't see that. And he use it as, uses it as a way to, like, I don't know, like, abuse her, like, verbally and physically. I don't know. Just say all this to say, I saw that they're having a baby and I'm just so incredibly scared. One, for Krishan. Two, for that baby. um, And three, I think that it perpetuates an idea for young people or people who aren't in, like, healthy, loving relationships, that this is just something that you have to go through sometimes in relationships. There are ups and downs to relationships, but, like, physical and verbal abuse are not those things. That's not part of the ups and downs. No. Learning how to communicate is part of the ups and downs. Figuring out each other's love languages is part of the ups and downs. But, like, beating each other with fists and vases and bats and feet is not a part of... Of a relationship, and I just hope that people who consume that show and, like, follow them on social media and, like, get wrapped up in their relationship, just don't internalize that as normal, and if you're in that sort of situation, I really just pray to God that you get yourself out because, Lord have mercy, like, that is a crazy, crazy display of a relationship. I've only participated in clips from social media, so
1: my opinion is, like based on that. Mm-hmm. But from what I do see, it does look extremely toxic. And my biggest fear is that people will look at that and think that that's normal mm-hmm. or think that that's something that's okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do think, you know, it's a, a toxic situation that they're in. But at at the age that
0: they are, I would say like young adults around our age. Um, early, well, I think 25 at the youngest and maybe 27 at the so oldest. So old, old enough to know better. Yeah. I just
1: pray that they're able to or at least Krishan, now that she's about to have a child, able to open her eyes and kind of see what's really going on because something I've seen in the past of people who are in relationships like this and toxic situations like this, it usually just gets worse. Yeah. And, and someone always gets hurt. And I would hate like for something to happen to her or her child.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. um, I saw the clip and she was like, I'm not aborting no more babies. Yeah. And personally, I think if you got to get... Uh, abortion, go ahead and do what is best for you. Honestly, do this, not is let anybody, this is a pro-choice podcast. This is pro-choice. Like, the choice is yours. And I truly believe that your mental health sometimes may be better if you, you know, get an abortion and you're able to move on with your life from that situation. But when you're trapped in a toxic situation and now you're bringing a child into this world for at least the next 18 years, you're going to be in an entanglement with this person. So you have to really make the best decision for yourself because I see so many women constantly on social media talk about their deadbeat baby daddies. And I'm not only talking about African-American men. I done seen some white, um, mm-hmm. Debbie daddies, some Indian Debbie days. It could be anybody. Like, if you're dating someone and you have an inkling that they will not support you through this journey or make the journey harder for you, do what you got to do. Yeah. Protect yourself. Because being out here with a child and having no help and no support and everybody's telling you, keep the baby, keep the baby. Mm-hmm. And nobody's helping you at the end of the night you at home with the baby all alone constantly struggling stress is it worth it Mm -hmm. even if you have the money
0: Like, like I think that's an important thing to realize is like money is not the only thing that will support you through a pregnancy and having a baby like that emotional being a doula has really opened my eyes like I have always been someone who, like, I don't want to have a baby till I'm ready. But, like, being a doula really showed me. If there's not a, a man in my life who's going to mm. emotionally support me the entire way, I'm not having that baby. What baby? I'm not having right. it. You know what I'm saying? What so, baby? like, just keep that in mind, too. Of course, you know, we say, like, you know, fuck them. We can take care of this baby. I'm good on my own. But blah. blah, blah. You, you are good on your own, but it's unfair. And it's, it's really not, like, the best situation you could put yourself in. It's
1: not. You gotta put yourself first because you about to struggle for nine months and then for eighteen years yeah. and have no help, no assistance. Yeah. No thank you.
0: Yeah. But um let's get into the affirmation. Oh, before we jump into the affirmation, remember or this is a reminder that you can buy us coffee. Yes. Oddly enough, we're drinking coffee today and shout out to Ashley, she's the last person to support us to support us, yes. to buy us some coffee. But if you click the link in our bio you will see a chance to buy us coffee. Um, and support our caffeine habits as we prepare these episodes and, and get ready for a really good 2023. Yes. Um, let's get into the affirmation. The affirmation this, uh, episode is I am so lucky everything works out for me. And oddly enough, um, it reminded this, we were reminded of this because of TikTok. Like that's where I get all my information these days. Um, (laughs) but say all this to say, um, it is a reminder that we have to do two things. One is live as if what you've asked for is already yours. And that opens you up to it opens you up for the for God or the universe or whoever you pray to or who whatever higher power you believe in can trust you with what you're asking for, right? So instead of being like, God, life is just so hard for me, and every time I look up, it's going left, and I never get what I want, you project that out to the world, right? You project that out, and that's what you get back in return. Energy is so cyclical and reciprocating. You have to give out what you want to get back. Um, so saying, I'm so lucky everything works out for me, it's kind of like living in a delusion, but keep the delusion healthy. Right. You know, like, where I am in my life, I'm just, I'm, I'm very blessed. And, and not because every time I ask for something, it happens instantaneously. But I trust myself enough to get the job done. I trust myself enough that, like, if, I, if I'm doing my due diligence, what I'm asking for is not far off. Right. So I'm lucky it comes to me. I'm not going to stress about it right now. I'm not going to, like, get all in my head about what I don't have now because that shit is coming. Like, it is what it is. I agree. I think this is, like, a testimony for me because I
1: feel like... I think... I think it's very similar like being lucky but also being faithful. And when I think of like my life and like how everything has worked out for me I just had an unwavering faith that God was gonna provide or make a way. And I just there's it's easy for us to say and sit here and tell you like have faith it's gonna be fine it's gonna work out. No, that is just the easy part. The hard part is when you're at home and you're in the thick of that depression and you, you feel so sad and it's like you're grasping at straws and you're trying to think of like any way to like feel better or to, to do something else. And you just don't think it's going to work out for you. It's in that moment, having that faith like that is your that is your test. That is your that's your trial and tribulation that you're going through. There is mm-hmm. having faith in that dark space and and knowing that, you know, everything will work out. And like the the next day is going to be better. What did glow Realist say? Tell him some, but that's why him I love 'em. But that's why I love them all. <laughs> yeah. Like tomorrow it gets better. Like it always gets better. And as long as you're a good person, you're a positive person, you have goals, you're you're faithful, if you believe in God,
0: tomorrow's gonna be a better day. Yeah. But I'll say all this to say there's still work that happens in between you getting what you want, right? We don't say, Thank God I'm so lucky. And then do nothing. Right. Faith without works is dead. Like, mm. it, it, it still applies. Like, you still got to move as if, it's, as if it's yours. You want to be this, you know, person with all this money and this beautiful lifestyle and this, that, and the third. Like, you have to live in that. So, what does a person with a lot of money do? Put money aside so they have shit for a rainy day. They also enjoy their lives. So, I'm being responsible with how I'm saving. I'm also indulging in a little bit so that I get accustomed to the good things. The, you know, the, the luxurious things. Yep. So, yeah. And when That's you hard. when you
1: act like that and you you have that confidence, it's coming. And it also, has it's helped yours. a lot with
0: my imposter syndrome. So, oh yeah, imposter maybe. syndrome is out the window. Yeah, at this point. Episode like, for another day. Damn, that is a
1: good episode because <laughs> honestly, I I've literally learned how to kick imposter because I think we have an butt.
0: episode about being in the thick of imposter syndrome. So maybe now in our late twenties, we can talk about how imposter syndrome is like really it. on its way out of here. Yeah. yeah.
1: A now I'm a, I'm a little bit I got a little dip on my chip okay or chip on my dip or whatever <laughs> you know what I'm saying you feel me you feel me like I'm like that for real but I'm okay. like that. <laughs> um, jumping into umba, so really exciting. This is actually like a colleague sort of of mm-hmm. ours, Alicia Harris. She created this company called the Invisible Thread, which is like a content series that she hosts on YouTube, where it really uncovers like the world of. Um, behind the scenes of strategic minds be- behind a lot of the campaigns or uh, social media, social media viral moments or ads that you may see, and it's really exciting because this is like a it's a funny, it's a funny um theme because. We work in strategy, Mm -hmm. so, like, I really do feel like strategy work is, like, the invisible thread that kind of pulls everything together, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really insightful to hear people come on her platform and, like, speak about how they strategically brought these ideas to life, because that's also something that we do in our personal lives, and I, I think it was in June we actually met up with Alicia when we were at a wedding and we were wasted like we were drinking we we're having a great time and she was telling me all about this idea and i was like this is a really great idea like this is something like a lot of people forget that there's strategic people behind these ideas and behind these storytelling these storytelling um campaigns and being able to bring these things to life like so people can see i think it's just like a really good um example of like the job that we're doing like yeah she really kills it and i think it's really insightful and if you have the opportunity check it out on youtube and her social media is called the underscore invisible thread
0: yeah and then i think this is also a great reminder to like network across like we got into um got to know alicia rather through a client of ours um they were in the midst of like relaunching their company they're bringing in like brilliant minds in the new york city area alicia was in that she at the time was working for ogilvy um I think she has since moved on from Ogilvy, but um, essentially her background is like deeply rooted in strategy. And Shanice and I were at the precipice of like idea hub and building our clientele and working with in different industries. And the personal and professional development um, industry was where Alicia and Shanice and I all came together. And it's just cool to see somebody who was like at the start of like grassroots building your own personal clientele to, like, being able to tell stories about what you've learned and how you've grown as a strategist and who you get to meet along the way. So, you know, big shout-out to, to Alicia, and we love to see you grow. And we love to see you shine, girl. Yes, make sure you guys subscribe to her channel and check out her social. Um, she
1: has some exciting interviews on there. For sure. Um, Jumping right into the Goddess Chat. Today we are talking... A lot about passion. <laughs> <laughs> we are gonna talk about our journals, and this episode, I don't know, I don't know what's about to happen. I really couldn't yeah. tell you, but we're also gonna share small excerpts of you know things that we've written down and where we've come from. from yeah. That. But I think we can kind of start it off with you know just journaling in general and just like the importance mm-hmm. and like. And if you call it a diary, because I feel like I kind of retired the word diary. After yeah, like,
0: diary gets middle school.
1: Yeah, after like 16. <laughs> but we can kind of dive into that. I guess I could kind of start with my own personal journey. Yeah. I am a writer in a way. Um, I always been a type of girl, like, write that shit down. Mm-hmm. I could give like two small examples. Like, I think I was like 16. And me and the boy I was dating, this is like, text messaging was lot. This alive. is the cutest
0: shit, y'all. It's Listen really not this. that cute. It's the cutest shit ever. <laughs> Text
1: messaging wasn't, like, as popular at the time. So um, he lived in Brooklyn, because I used to live in Brooklyn. I lived in New Jersey. And we used to write to each other, like, in a, in a comp- composite notebook. And I would drop it off to him. He would write about, like, his week. And then the next week, he would drop it off to me. And then I would write about my week just so that we, like, stayed in tune with, like, what each other was going on. Mm-hmm. And even before that, like, when I was younger younger, like, I just always been the type of girl who, f- who wrote shit down, like... I think I articulate things better once I'm able to see it on a piece of paper and, like, process it. I even wrote, like, fiction books before. Like, (laughs) I'm just a writer, okay? But not officially, like, unofficially. And I think it's probably the best thing that I'll... It's probably my passion, and I probably will never, like, sell it. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think I could ever, like, sell my writing.
0: I feel too attached to it. Way too attached. How about you? Um, similar to you, like, I think I've always been somebody who wanted to write shit down. Like, really, I think my passion for writing started because I spent a lot of time with my great-grandmother, and she had, like, incredible handwriting. So for the longest, I would try to, like, emulate her handwriting or, like, mm. try to, like, learn. You have great handwriting. Thanks. I like, appreciate it. really great. Um, but I try to, like, come up with my own style of handwriting. So that's what made me want to write. I used to have, like, tons of spiral notebooks. And then the older I got, started spending more time with, like, my aunt, um, and she used to write a lot. She would journal. She used to keep, like, a um, conversational notebook or a spiral notebook in her car um, and in her apartment. And she used to do, like, poetry and, like, all sorts of stuff. Um, so I thought it was cool, and I'm like, I want to try this shit out. I want to say seventh or eighth grade was the first time I was like, I'm going to make a habit of writing. Because it used to be like, my mom pissed me off. Let me write real quick. Or it'd be yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, something made me sad, so I'm going to write something down real quick. But I think 7th or 8th grade um, is when I first started writing. I remember being on, like, our Washington, D.C. trip. I saw it was 8th grade then. And I was like, I'm going to buy this, like, really pretty journal. And I started writing consistently. And then I want to say summer of ninth grade, I was teaching at a dance camp. And they brought in this program called Yoga Our Kids. And part of it was, um, it was yoga, but it was also, like, journaling and understanding your feelings or whatever. And they gifted us journals. And I think that kind of, like, cemented. Um, my my want to like keep writing it, writing things down, and from there I just never stopped. I always keep a journal, like whether it be like something at work where I'm writing down my thoughts, or if it's like at home, like writing down my emotions. Like I I just have kept up with it since maybe yeah seventh or eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like. It's either you like it or you don't. Yeah. Like, everyone can't journal. Like, yeah.
1: everyone can journal, but everyone doesn't love it does journaling. It doesn't stick. Yeah, it doesn't stick everybody. with everyone. And
0: that's cool. But I think, like, the the thing that I love about it is it allows me, because I'm somebody who, like, I'm fiercely private about my emotions. And the more you bottle your emotions, the worse, like, mm-hmm. like you lash out or, like, you, you lose control because you don't have a, a medium or, like, a way to, like, get that out of you. And journaling really allows me to, like, trauma dump or, like, emotion dump <laughs> yeah. without feeling like I'm burdening, burdening anybody. Yeah. Um, but it also allows me to process, like you said before, like, how am I feeling about this? What am I feeling, you know? Yeah. And then what do I need to do to, like, undo these feelings, like, make myself feel better? And sometimes I don't know, but yeah. I just need to get it out for the sake of getting getting that up off me. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, when
1: I was very young, I, I talked a lot. Like, I always had something to say. And I feel like writing it down kind of cut my talking in half. (laughs) And then you can also attest to, like, my character development of, like, shit I used to say and do, like, to, like, where I am now. And I think writing it down and reading it back has caused me to be like, bitch, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? Like, what are you about to say? You know, before you say it, like, Mm -hmm. write that shit down.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: I love that. We could talk a little bit about... Like, the significance it had on your life and, like, what's your writing process? Mm-hmm. Um, do you think journaling is, like, a necessity for you in life? Can you imagine life without it? Like, what happens if you can't write shit no more?
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely feel that journaling is a necessity in my life because there are, don't get me wrong, there are periods where I was only writing when I was sad or only writing when I was happy. Like, the extreme emotions, that's the only time I would write. And then um, I don't remember what happened in my life, but I I really don't. But it had to have been sometime when I was, like, about to move into my first apartment, I think, where I was, like, this, like, hot and cold journaling, I think, is, like, cool and all. But, like, I want to figure out how to make a practice out of it. So I literally used to write, like, I don't know what to say, but I'm just going to write so I can get into the habit. And then eventually I'd remember some things I needed to process. Um, But I think it has, like, a tremendous, like, um, impact on my mental health. And I notice when I don't write, I feel like, like I said, like these big extremes of emotions, especially the sadness, just feels that much more heavy because I haven't, like, let it out. Because I'm not somebody who just tells how I'm feeling to people, Yeah. you know. And I think the closest I came to that is when I had a therapist. And that's because there was a weekly meeting where I had to talk about my feelings, you yeah. know. But, like, I don't, like, feeling like a burden to anybody. I don't like feeling like I'm telling people something and I'm making it their situation to figure out i hate that if people feel that way so i would um keep it to myself but journaling allow gives me a space and allows me to like just like release it all without feeling like a burden so yeah i have to what about you
1: um i would say journaling has had a significant impact on my life i think since I like to write, I really appreciate when people, like, share their feelings with me written. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy, like, letters and note, cards. Right? I love notes. Yes. I I lo- ca- Sorry, I'm no, interrupted. But
0: I was um, cleaning up, and I was, like, cleaning out drawers, whatever, and I keep everything. And one of the things I just put in, like, my memory box is um, my birthday last year. You sent me flowers. And oh. there was a note in there. And I was like, I got to keep it forever. I kept it in the drawer, have- but now I put it in the memory box where it's supposed to go. Literally.
1: Yeah. Like, things like that mean so much more when someone, like expresses how they feel like in words it's just it's romantic but it's so thoughtful and i i really could feel that emotion more and i feel Mm -hmm. like my process for writing is so similar like i was so conditioned to only write when i was like going through something and when i share my journal y'all gonna be like bitch (laughs) what the hell but honestly and truly like it it's very, like a lot of sad shit because i felt like that was the only way i could share my emotions where people would understand me mm-hmm. i didn't feel like when i said it out loud people were empathetic or not because they didn't understand but because when you're dealing with like an overwhelming amount of emotions mm-hmm. it doesn't even make sense like when you start like saying it out loud
0: yeah because how do they know what to do with it if they you don't know, you know especially and they, our peers and then
1: they don't know what your triggers are like yeah. they don't know like why things hurt you more than other things like all of these things um make it hard for people to connect with you so when you're able to write it down it forces me to kind of Compartmentalize like everything I'm going through, so that when I'm when I'm in the need to share or in the mood to like uh, have a conversation verbally, mm-hmm. I understand like what I'm saying and like I could separate why one thing hurt me from the other. Yeah. So. And my journal has a lot of, you know, people's names.
0: <laughs> it's a lot of business in <laughs> it's here. a lot of
1: business in here. like <laughs> Mine included. <laughs> listen, if something happened to me, just go to my house and burn them all. Please, honestly, tell me
0: your secret hat in place, and I'll just get rid of them. I'll tell you where mine is, and we'll just be responsible set them for on fire. getting rid of that shit. <laughs> um, but
1: I was journaling, like, when I was younger, and I think what actually, like, was the most traumatic part. Like, I stopped writing for, like, a part of my life, maybe, like, three years. Mm-hmm. But when I was in London on vacation, I had, like, a really in-depth journal. Like, I think I was going through a lot that summer. Like, I mm-hmm. think I was, like, 12. No, I was, like, 13. Mm-hmm. And my cousin actually read my journal. Ooh. And then she wrote... And the way I found out that she read my journal was because she wrote me a note in my journal. Oh, shit. Bro, I, like, I, all I could remember was seeing red. Like, it was just, like, red and foggy. And I kid you not, I didn't
0: talk to her for five years. Yeah. Like,
1: it took five years for us to, like, sit down and even have a conversation because I couldn't even, like, put into words, like, how disrespected I felt. It was an invasion. Oh, invasion of privacy to the T. Yeah. And I could have afford her, but, like... I think now, like, I understand a little bit more because when I was younger, maybe I didn't show as much emotion, but still, that doesn't make it right to read someone's journal. I think that's, like, the worst thing you can do unless someone, like, willingly shares it with you. But from the note that she wrote, like, she was, it wasn't, like, a bad note. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't want you to think it was, like, hard, but it was, like, very encouraging. Like, you need to love yourself more, like, things like that. Mm -hmm. Was she your age? She's a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. Maybe, like, three years. But, like, I didn't ask you. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't ask you. Yeah, And that's what what kind of triggered me was just, like, uh, this is, like, my safe space. This is, like, yeah. where I, like, I'm the freest. And I don't want to ever have to, like, explain why I wrote something down. Yeah. So that kind of, like, fucked me
0: up for, like, two years I didn't write at all. Yeah. I had a similar experience. In college, I was going through, like, a very oh, depressive episode. Yeah. I was going through, like, some hardcore depression in college. And... Yeah, um i remember i was this. like beefing with some of my friends and i think in hindsight is 2020 20. i think it was some of it was like petty college shit and like you're like learning to be um on your own and navigate relationships and then some of it was like i don't know some of it, some of it was me um like i have come to realize you know what i'm saying but yeah my um i had some friends at the time or a friend at the time who was trying to better understand like why i wasn't talking to her or like why i wasn't really coming around and stuff and she was actually my roommate and she read my my journal, and I didn't know it at the time, but I was beefing with my line sister, and, you know, we, we've we gotten over this, so it's like, n- this isn't tea, but beefing <laughs> with my line sister at the time, and she wasn't my, well, r- regardless, somebody who's now my line sister, we was going through it, and we was having an argument, and she and I were arguing, and it came out that our mutual friend read my journal, and that's how I found out, like in the middle of an argument with somebody else. And at the time, I was like, you know, I was very caught up in the previous argument, so like I wasn't even... It didn't even fucking matter at the time, but then I was able to, like, calm down and remembered what the fuck I heard in that argument. And I'm like, so we sleeping in the same room, and we friends, apparently, and you're reading my shit. And she was like, well, I'm trying to understand. Like, you weren't talking to me, and you weren't coming out, you weren't hanging out, blah, 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 And I was like, it doesn't fucking matter, bro. Like, you don't go in someone's... And the thing is, I'm going to be honest, I didn't hide it, because it was like... I thought it was understood that you don't, don't go be, through... You don't I go thought it was, too. My thing is, journal or not, you don't touch people's shit without asking. That's just That was just the... the if it's a bottle of lotion, don't use my shit unless you ask me. But Hello. a journal, I just assume like we know we don't we don't read people's shit like that. So if if it felt like a great like a really big like invasion of privacy, and to your point, I didn't trust her. And I didn't talk to her for a long time. Um, Do you talk? So not about matter? anything that matters. Um, we communicate on Twitter every now and then. Like she'll see a tweet and and reply to it, and on Instagram, like every now and then yeah. we'll reply to each other's stories um there's no beef like it is what it is and life happens and you grow apart and whatever and she realized she made a mistake but um yeah we don't really interact that much anymore but that has less to do with the journal shit and more to do with just like how life kind of like impacted like, no. our relationship um but yeah i never read anyone's journal i will say though when i started being like okay i need to make a practice out of journaling i did so like part of my thinking was if i like if i die but like before I really have a chance to make an impact on my children's lives I would like them, them to, to see yeah. what my life was like before they came around like to better understand my mother you right. know and to know that like what you're going through I, went through, I went through it too and this is how I navigated it
1: I'm 100% okay with when I pass for my journal to even you know end up in the the a freaking example like I think I think my life in the journal is very similar to a lot of people, a lot of things other people are going through. So I would love my kids to read it, make yeah. it a book. I don't know, share yeah. it with the world, let somebody learn from it, let somebody grow from it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. But right now, today, no, as no, no. I <laughs> am alive and I'm <laughs> and <walking> well, around
0: <laughs> this
1: God's green earth, I don't, don't think there. Yeah. Okay, I will fight you. Even the guy I'm talking to right now told me that he would read my journal. Yeah. So. When I'm with him. <laughs> what journal? Yeah.
0: Like, I just leave it at home because I don't have the patience to have to, like you said, explain why I said what I said. I, said, I said it here because I wouldn't say it here because I didn't think anybody would say have anything to say, say it. about it, you it, know? You feel me? Yeah, I feel that. Well, speaking of... I think I feel like now is a good time to share. To share just a little bit, <laughs> we have a couple of ex- excerpts that we're gonna share. Just remember that this these are different times in our lives, um, but it was still our lives. So whatever you have to say about it, like probably keep it to yourself unless you resonate. You know, I don't want to hear about how I was a dummy back then. All right. You <laughs> <he> going first? <laughs> oh, am I? Okay. <laughs> or am I going first? Um, I don't even know where to start. All right, so I'll go first. This first entry is from August of twenty twenty one, I think. Yeah, August of twenty twenty one, and um, well, I guess I'll just read it and then we'll yeah. unpack it after. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm going to um, exclude people's names um, just yes. for the sake of like, I don't really need y'all in my business. All the way that much in my business. Okay, would you believe Blank texted me once yesterday at six thirty p.m. after I texted him at ten thirty a.m. He said he was at a museum. No way. <laughs> he was there all day and had no access to his phone. I'm almost over it. I have no desire to bring it up to him and argue about something that is not going to change. I'm not perfect by any means, but I also don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's skip that part because I think I was saying some bullshit. I think I was upset. Very upset. So we'll just skip that line. Um, a piece of me feels like um, I won't be missed. I also feel like I'm going to end it and he's going to end up in a relationship r- relatively soon. Sad, but it is what it is. I also know I can't be upset. Treat him away and stay. It sends mixed and weak signals. Mm. I'm not a weak bitch. I'm a sad bitch. <laughs> but not a weak one. Back to work.
1: <laughs> okay. It's the affirmation for it's, me. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like, I am very sad right now, but I'm certainly not weak. I think... Period. This. I think this Um. journal entry, which was, like, one of my very short ones, I, I typically write way more than that, but... Um, I think this one just like looking back and reading it is one thing that I'm reminded of is I kept saying the same things over and over like Mm. when I was looking for an entry there's so many times where I kept saying I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end it I'm gonna end it and I don't know why we struggle so hard to figure out if we should when we've been telling ourselves exactly what we needed to hear all along and this is not just about relationships this is about everything Mm. you know so I'm saying like and to be honest this relationship didn't end until January of 2022 Mm. um but I'm telling myself August 31st of 2020. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. This is 2020. August 1st of 2020. Or um August 31st of 2020. That's what I needed to do. But if you go looking back at my other ones, I've been telling myself that since 2013. You feel me? <laughs> can you imagine telling yourself the same thing from 2013 to 2022? I can, because the literally it's the same thing over <laughs> here. I
1: think when 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 they say like God God told us we already have the answers, like the answers are already within us. Mm-hmm. Having a journal is the true testament to that. Yeah. Like you literally have wrote it down so many times yeah. that you wanted out of this situation yeah. and you still in your physical body continued it. Yeah. And it's like, I think that's like, something that should be studied amongst women because, yeah. like, why do we do that? Like, why do we continuously put ourselves in positions where we want to be out of, but we yeah. just can't let go? And yeah. it's, it's sad and it's scary.
0: It's, it is. And actually, I'm going to read this one line where I thought I messed up, but it's just I can't read. The line says, and I'm I'm going to reference it later, which make it so crazy. Like I said, this is August 31st, but I said, um, I'm not perfect by any means. I also know I don't feel secure or adored in this relationship. Mm. So I think, like, keep the keep the adored part in mind because that's going to come up at another time. But, like, I li- I'm literally saying out of my fingers. Yep. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. And to think I let this thing go on for so long. Yeah. That's really crazy. But, yeah, your turn. Enough of my business for the next <laughs> couple of minutes. <laughs> Girl, mine is just as sad.
1: Um, And I guess I'll go a- along the same path as you as, like, a past relationship. So mm-hmm. this is from april of 2020 see you guys we're keeping you guys like pretty relevant here you know um and i'll skip the beginning it says i spontaneously planned a trip to visit my cousin down south yes in the middle of the pandemic but i just need to get away my unhappiness is getting harder to manage what sparked today's entry is a fight with this nigga shaking my head i asked him (laughs) to come over he dodged it i asked him to come with me to the south and he said no because of social distancing i don't believe that shit he would have found any reason to say no but let it be his friends lol he would be there in a minute anyways today he called me needy shaking my head i wish i could explain to him how much i need him to be here for me right now and how much of a hard time i'm having in life and how i wish he was more supportive like i am for him He's been so cold with me, I hate it. I swear I want to leave him. I'm so scared, though, for obvious selfish reasons. Mentally, I'm tired. I need a break. I need to fix up because I'm. S- because slowly, I don't feel like the strong person I once was. Our love is diminishing, and it makes me so sad. Mm. My Scorpio ass hates crying, but here I am. <laughs>
0: here I am. Tears
1: drops on the page. Tears drops. Yeah. I'm saying literally, he's not treating me good. I'm unhappy. Yeah. Were we in the same relationship? <laughs> and to your point, like this is April 2020.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, and we were old enough to know better. Yeah, for and sure. And we're sita- literally, writing down exactly how we're feeling.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're not able to like make that jump, or it took us a little bit longer
0: mm-hmm. to make. I think that we had leap. to learn the courage, and I think I think the biggest thing we had to learn is that we'll we'll be okay. You know, I think at the time... You know what? In the last couple of years, we've done a lot of work to, like, trust ourselves. We have. You know? And I think at the time, we just did not trust ourselves. No. I didn't trust myself to be okay. I didn't trust myself to work myself out of this. No. I thought that it would be a breakup. I'd be miserable. I'd be depressed. I'd be angry. And, yeah. and for a short time, there were those feelings of, like, anger. Like, damn, after all this time, can you believe? But then it was like... And so the fuck what, though? Right. And so the fuck what? It didn't work out. People's relationships don't work out every day. You're not... This is not... This is. You're not special. Yeah. And I'm special, but I'm saying, like, that situation... It's not. You're not the first person who was in a relationship it's for 10 years that didn't world. work out. Yeah. You're not the first... And to think, wow, our relationships were really that long. It was long as hell. We long time. were with these men for, like, 9 and 10 years, right? Right. But I think the true,
1: like, example from, like, reading back my journal, one, obviously, is that we already knew the answers before we, knew we the actually... answers. Before we actually left the people, mm-hmm. but also, like, maybe if we had read it back sooner. Because yes. for me, like, I
0: wish we would have.
1: I'll write in my journal for the whole year, and like, this is 2020, and I could read it now and laugh in 2023, but. I haven't read this since I wrote it. No, so like, And I just don't go back and read things, just like I don't listen to past episodes of the podcast. (laughs) Like, I couldn't tell you what we said in episode 29 because I haven't heard it. You feel me? So I just kind of ignore it, but it makes me think, like, maybe if we were more in tune with what we're writing and what we're living, like, our
0: decisions would be faster you know why i think we probably didn't though is like you when we know the truth but the truth doesn't feel good to hear we avoid the truth we do so if i know the truth i know i can get it up off me and i can write it down why would i go back and revisit because it makes me it turns a mirror to me yeah. it says now that you know better do better do better but we were i was afraid to do better babe i, I was, didn't want to do better. i did not want to do better okay i did not want to clearly another thing
1: is if since we that was just a relationship one the next excerpt we'll read is more like about life and just like dealing with life but when a man does not like you you can tell Mm -hmm. all right you can hear different parts of our our stories and we're talking about you know him adoring you and then him not adoring you him him ignoring you and then him showing you attention all of these things are signs of someone not liking you inconsistency is an answer Mm -hmm. the answer is ding 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 he don't like you and if somebody don't like you that might be your biggest flag
0: to yeah. move on. Cuz if they like you, they would treat you like they do. And if they like you, they would treat you and like the they do. And the truth is too, sometimes, sometimes they do like you but they don't like themselves. But you still can't be with somebody who doesn't like themselves cuz they don't like you. No, like there's no there's no possible way they can give you what you want and what you need if they don't even they can't even do those very things for, for themselves. themselves. Yeah. No, there's no way. Second entry. Second entry. Okay. So I know the second entry was supposed to be well the premise was like find something about life and like not necessarily about a relationship but what i will say is and that's hard for me because apparently a lot, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. and every entry even if that's not the main topic right you know a relationship comes up in here some way but Same. but um what i will say is i wanted to share this one because it's it's in stark contrast to the last one and i'm going to read a, a quick excerpt from it but this one starts off Thank you, God. Thank you for getting me out of something I never thought I could escape. Thank you for putting someone in my life who sees me. Uh. Currently listening to Black, um, to the Black Love Pod, the Kathy and Luther episode, it reminds me of blank just a little. Primarily the long distance and strong feelings right away. I'm not idolizing their relationship, but recognizing that I can learn a thing or two from their experience. I'm learning that I have high expectations for what a beautiful life should look like because I know I'm willing to return that same energy. I want to successfully do life with someone. I want him to see me as a healed, whole, happy woman who is ready for a true partnership. I know that won't always be easy. I just pray to God that we remember we're on the same side. And then I'll just, like, jump to the end. God, please bless this partnership. Make it a union and a fruitful one. Mm. And I think that just, it's, like, in stark contrast of, like, the last time around, I was, Mm. like, pining for somebody's attention. Yes. You know? And I was, like... He can't even talk to me. You know what I'm saying? And and this one, I'm saying like I'm not leading with, I want a relationship. I want this relationship to work. It, it was leading with like gratitude for me being grateful out of out of the out of the bullshit and recognizing, like I said, I have high expectations. I have a I have a vision for what I want my life to look like, and I'm leading with me. I'm not leading with someone else. Mm. It's not like oh I'm talking to this man and now I see life with him. But it's like what did I want? And, and now I and, got and, it. And, and and does it align? You know? Um, I think. I, what I would like to say, and what I've learned through the last you know year or so, is that you have to have expectations for your life, and they have to lead, or they have to start with the work that you do for yourself, and then something beautiful can grow out of it. But I think I was so attached to the person the last go around that mm. I did, I never put what I wanted at the forefront of like what I was working towards. I always wanted to make it easy for him, you know. I made it easy. Like, I'm the one hit you up. You don't even have to do the work no, to do that. I- and you can't even return a text. Like, that's the type of shit. I was leading with searching for his attention so hard mm. instead of, like, wanting something for myself. So, in this one, I'm just glad that, like, I'm, I, one, started with gratitude. Thank you for getting me out of something I thought I could never escape because that was a hard thing to work my mind around when it was time. And then understand that I have expectations and I'm going to be in a relationship that honors those expectations. Not one that, you know, is all about chasing a man doesn't it feel good to
1: see your journal entries from like before and then read like something like the one you just read and just see like how much growth has happened between that time period
0: yeah it's a reminder that it's possible yeah you know so often we feel like we can't get out of something and they're able to like see like no at one point in my life there was something I was really fucking struggling with and I got myself up up, up out of that it's it's a deposit into the bank of trust you know what I'm saying I can trust myself to do better, to want better, to work harder for me, and I'm glad I was I was able to look back and read that.
1: Yeah, that was good. Mine isn't as like mine is more like I think maybe at in this point of my life I was kind of just writing shit down.
0: Mm-hmm. So stream of consciousness, that's good.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Today my mood feels weird. I've I've been having daydreams of what my perfect life would be, and it doesn't include some people in my life now. I want so much for myself, and not having it makes me sad. I need more patience. I know God is going to give me what I need, but I just want to know I am going in the right direction. Am I doing what I am supposed to do? This all makes me very anxious. I want love that feels good all the time. I want success that translates financially, spiritually, and physically. I want happiness that overshadows the dark days. I can't believe that I'm not as emotionally strong like I thought I was. Mm. I read a post on IG that said... That listed five things mentally strong people avoid. One, spending energy on things you can't control. Two, dwelling on the past. Three, giving up after failure. Four, resenting other people's success. Five, worrying about pleasing others i pray i could adopt this mindset i want to develop and grow becoming a more self-aware person is so important to me
0: Mm, that was a good one yeah i i think um i was in my bag i think what that journal entry kind of shows is like we can recognize that we're not perfect all the time and sometimes that recognition is hard
1: yeah i think i did i think at this point because this was 2020 i would say 2020 was, like, my character development year. Yeah. I did a lot of, like... I think it started with that emotional awareness test I took at Appeal when mm-hmm. I worked at Appeal that basically read me for filth. And I think we talked about that in, yeah, like, our early episode. But it literally read me for my life. And then also asking people who were in my life very honest questions about myself and, like, what they thought of me, but not, like, in a, a condescending way, like, me expecting them to say they love me because I'm amazing, but more so, like, um critical um
0: what am i trying to say
1: like feedback like yeah
0: like really you were really open and receptive to it too
1: yes i wanted people to tell me about myself basically like everything that they felt about me how i've ever hurt them like just things about myself that sometimes we don't notice because we're just so focused on living life
0: keep it keeps us honest it, it you know keeps us who we are honest. To, who we are to people and who we are to ourselves is two different completely different people people who love us though like
1: not to every person i was asking this like people who i was like invested in their life journey they were invested in my life journey Mm -hmm. people who wanted me to be better and do better so those opinions really really mattered to me and i think with all of that in 2020 i just wanted to be very intentional and i Mm -hmm. just tried to like really pull from like what i want to be as a person and like how I can just become better. And Mm -hmm. that's where all these like entries were coming from is like, God make me better. Like, I just want to be better. I want to do better. I want to surround myself with better. Yeah. And when I tell you, God has come through. Come on through God. Take a seat. Every time he came through with the blessings. I can't even like begin to explain like how much better I am as a person and how much better I feel. Like you just feel better when you're doing better. Like I swear. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I could look back and reflect on, like, the dark days and, like, the days of me calling for help because... Mm, I got it. It just reminds me to keep asking. You know what I'm saying? Keep asking God for what you need. Keep asking, you know, keep writing it down. Keep looking for some form of an answer for, like, wherever you're going through in life because it's there and you can beat it and you can make it through, child. Because if I could, anybody could. I swear.
0: That's the truth. What a testimony. (sighs) Damn, this was deep. This was a good one, honestly. Write that shit down. What did Erica Badu say? Grab a, a pencil, make a real, real pencil, a real. real paper, paper, and write that shit down or something. I'm butchering that, but maybe we'll make a quote card out of it for Instagram.
1: The podcast has reached all a different level. We have shared all our business here. Okay, yeah. so at this point, we're friends.
0: If we're not friends,
1: like we about to be friends. we're about to be
0: friends yeah. if, after you hear this episode. Yeah. I guess, like, to close out the goddess chat, like, this is your reminder that, like, if you're searching for a way to kind of, like, tap into your own personal knowledge and, like, what you need to, like, learn and grow with and towards and away from, like, start with writing. If you have confusion in your life, start with writing. If you're sad about some shit, Mm. write it down. If you don't know what to say, but you know you you have, like you need to express yourself in some way like i said like i used to i literally used to write down like i don't know what to talk about right now but i'm gonna write until something comes to mind i'm gonna figure it out and then boom like all of a sudden i'm like unpacking some deep family trauma or something i don't know but like i don't know just try it that's my biggest advice try it see if it helps you see if it heals you and if it does amazing and if it doesn't it was a low risk thing that you could do to pour into yourself right right you won't know
1: unless you try it. And then once you do try it, and if you like it, create a po- a process mm-hmm. and be very intentional. Mm-hmm. If you're going to write, don't only write about the bad things. Don't only write about the good things. Kind of write about everything
0: that you're going through. Write about the truth of your life. The
1: truth. Write the truth. Even if you're in the wrong. There is, like, some entries where I have where I was like, yeah, I done fucked up today. Yeah. You know? So, like, be honest with yourself because that's the only way you can look back and see growth. And I do want to encourage everyone to, you know... Hide your journals. You know, find a Tuck good hide shit a <laughs> yeah. Because Jordan and I were able to like bleep out the names, but if you really writing shit down, <laughs> you got to be careful. Okay,
0: there's yeah.
1: people out here who's checking for them.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, get into the fresh face. Fresh face. The fresh face this week, I'm actually shouting out a body butter. Y'all know I like, love a body butter, especially in the wintertime. I'm light skinned, but I do get ashy. You could definitely play tic-tac-toe on my leg. Ugh. Um, but yeah, I have fallen in love with this um body butter from Brooklyn Body Butter. And the scent is in Rouge. So apparently it was inspired by Baccarat Rouge. Um, I haven't smelled baccarat in a while. Um, but what I will say is um it feels analogous to um Burberry Her. And Burberry Her is supposed to be a dupe mm. for Baccarat. My favorite um, scent. What I will say is keep in mind that scents that are inspired by a scent don't smell exactly like the scent, but they would layer very well. Um, so I would definitely recommend this underneath um, um, Burberry Her. But it was twenty five ninety five, so $26 for about eight ounces of, of a body butter. Um, do with that what you will, but this is a black-owned company. Um, I know sometimes like we really want bigger sizes out of a body butter for the price, but um what I will say is it's worth it because the scent literally lasts all fucking day like I have taken a shower before bed literally rolled around in my linen sheets like y'all know linen like is thick cotton so it absorbs like oils and things like that um rolled around in my sheets for 10 hours and then gotten my day started and then took a midday shower and still smell like the the body butter um, yeah, so I highly, highly, highly recommend. They also have other scents, but I haven't tried those. I plan to, but what I will say about this brand is if you like it, buy it, buy a couple because scents like Rouge are always on and off, like sold out and in, in, in stock on their site because people buy it so quickly. So, um, yeah, the company is Brooklyn Body Butter. Um, shipping wasn't bad, I think it took maybe four or five days to get to me. Uh, without rush shipping and yeah it's worth the money. Mm, I can't wait to sniff it. Yeah we'll smell it right after this episode so I won't forget. Um, Self-care what you do for self-care? So I haven't done it yet but I am getting a chemical peel this week.
1: I'm very excited. This is like something I do yearly. I know I've shared it before but this time you guys are like in the journey with me. Maybe I'll like show what I look like. You no,
0: know, maybe a little tiktok moment. <laughs> maybe yeah, a little tiktok moment. Yeah tell the truth about Cause chemical it is not how to take care of your
1: skin. The cutest or funnest journey. But I've been in the process of kind of just like taking everything off because once you get the chemical peel, I feel like you kind of just like it's like a reset mm-hmm. on your skin. So I kind of like to reset everything, like nails, everything. Yeah. So hair, everything. So I um I'm in the process of doing that. So I'm gonna be doing this all week. So I might be a little grouchy because mm-hmm. my skin is gonna be. You gotta burnt be inside. Off. It's the V I peel. Um, it's the green pack. If you're if you're a peel person, you know. Um, yeah, it's about to be 14 days of not fun. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's okay. It's gonna be a little reptile moment, and then you're gonna come back. <laughs> because when this new skin comes out, baby face, you Ooh. feel me? Yeah, they're gonna be like, "Who's that? Yes, yeah, me." Honestly, same girl. How about you? Um. Well, it, I'm I still haven't finished it, but I was cleaning my house today, which is why I didn't do the grocery shopping when I wanted to do the grocery shopping. Do like, you ever just like have a manic moment where you're like, I need to yeah. stop what I'm doing right now and literally scrub? Um, so I cleaned my my living room pretty thoroughly, and I'm like seventy five percent through my kitchen, and maybe seventy percent through my bedroom. Um, and I have to still have to clean my tub and my shower, but. Um, I just, I really, sometimes cleaning is very cathartic for me. Like, mm-hmm. if it feels like, like, if my house is clean, my life is together. Yeah. And not that my life feels like it's not together, but sometimes you just need to feel, like, good in your home. And a clean home is definitely, like, great for mental health. My house wasn't dirty before, but, like, I just needed to, like, declutter and, like, knock the dust off some shit, so. I feel that. Yeah. I cleaned this house, so I'm going to finish it tomorrow, but, yeah. Oh, it looks great. Thanks.
1: Well, that is a wrap for episode 71. Um, again, thank you guys for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can always slide in our DMs. If you haven't subscribed, we're not judging you, but we're judging you. So just go ahead and subscribe to our plethora of <laughs> <laughs> streaming sites, including Spotify, Apple Music, um, SoundCloud. SoundCloud, our direct website. Um, again, so thank you guys for listening. Hope you enjoyed. next time.